This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So Gauteng Education MEC Matume Chilwane is insisting that single medium Afrikaans schools should be transformed to offer dual medium education. He made the, the comment at a media briefing on Sunday while announcing the imminent commencement of the 2024 online applications. Afri Forum is dismissing the MEC's comments. Alana Bailey, Head of Cultural Affairs at Afri Forum, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's a pleasure and good evening to you too. Why are you dismissing these comments by the MEC? Well, um, we have seen in the past that there have been several court cases about the transformation of language policies in schools. And um, at the moment, the constitutional court ruling of 2018 still stands, which states that the school governing body has the right to decide on the school policy. And as long as the school is full with learners who all desire the same language, then another language cannot be introduced as main language of tuition. So um, we feel that in the first place, what the, the MEC is suggesting is not legal. And in the second place, we are very adamant that we need more mother language education in South Africa, not more English schools. You, I think the concern here as well, Alana, and, you know, we'll come back to what the plan is then, you know, for Afri Forum and what you're going to be doing going forward. But I think the concern here is that with these online applications, um, learners who do not necessarily speak Afrikaans or Afrikaans is not their first language, they struggle to get into schools or be placed because they are now schools that are just, you know, that are um, Afrikaans, single medium Afrikaans schools. Well, um even if they are placed in the schools, that will not provide any solution to the number of children every year who are not accommodated in Gauteng because the schools are already full. So even if you change to a dual language and you put more English children into an Afrikaans school, then there will be a lot of Afrikaans children who won't be accommodated. So the problem isn't actually the language policy, but the fact that the department isn't providing enough schools. And we see that that's a huge crisis, especially in the Western Cape and in Gauteng, where you have a large influx of people. Um, the other provinces are fairly well um, equipped with schools, but the infrastructure, especially in Gauteng, is lacking seriously. And well, um, the, the MEC made promises during this media briefing of providing more infrastructure. But every year we see that even though there is a budget, the budget isn't even um, spent by the end of the financial year. So there's a lot of, of misadministration going on. And in the process, the number of children who are not accommodated are, are getting more and more every year. You wouldn't see this as a separation or separating learners or you know segregation. I mean, the previous conversation that we had, There was a lot of people that spoke about, you know, um, segregation or, you know, yeah, that that type of thing. But you wouldn't see it as that at all, Alana, just to convert one or two of these schools so that, you know, there is more offerings for learners and their parents. 
Not because Afrikaans is the one language which has mother tongue speakers in, in all races. So it's definitely a language that isn't, as some people like to portray, the white language. And um, we see that a lot of the schools are transforming if the area in which they are situated has a different demographic. So a lot of previously Afrikaans medium schools are now English medium schools simply because um, suburbs change and the number of people who move in change. So it's it's not as if we expect schools to remain in, in one language forever. But definitely where um, a school can be filled with Afrikaans-speaking people, we feel that they have the right to mother language education and that the school's language policy should remain single medium Afrikaans. Um, the problem is when you have dual medium or parallel medium education, then usually all over the world we see that the strongest language or the world language eventually uh, triumphs over the smaller language. So in the case of South Africa, it will definitely be English that will always be the victorious language and that which will become the main language in that school and eventually the single language in that school. And because Afrikaans medium education is very important to us, we feel that we should protect it as, as much as possible and also use it as a, a bridge language to encourage other um, indigenous languages in South Africa to develop to the same levels. Do you know how many um, Afrikaans um, from, Afri- you know, just the Afrikaans medium schools, so the single medium Afrikaans schools, do you know how many of those have been converted to English medium schools? Well, quite a few hundred have, have changed um, either to dual medium, parallel medium or single medium English schools. So, um Part of the reason for that is, as I said, where demographics change. Part of the reason is that the Afrikaans-speaking population is um, decreasing a bit, not significantly, but it is decreasing. And uh, in some cases, schools were also simply encouraged by the education department to transform to to dual or parallel medium with lots of promises about Uh, more equipment that they would get and support that they would get from the uh, education department, which in some cases happened, but in many cases not. So are you saying, just repeat that, so are schools not getting the funding or the support that they would need if they moved to um, one language? Yes, very often they are promised that they will get Uh, more teachers, that they will get um, more classrooms that will be built or that they will get support with things like textbooks, etc. And very often this simply doesn't happen in the end. Or it happens in the beginning, but after a few years that support dries up. So um, sometimes I think the schools um, also regret the process. And in one case, we have been approached by a school which said, well, we actually have a lot of Afrikaans children we can't accommodate. There are English schools that are not full in our vicinity, and we would like to change back. But the department said, no, we're not changing you back to single-medium Afrikaans because you made the choice a few years ago, and you can't change that choice now. So it's it's a very frustrating process for a school which is in that position. Hmm. That is quite interesting. And when you take this up with the department, um, have you heard anything from them as to how do they make the promises and they don't deliver on these promises? 
very often they use the excuse of, of insufficient funding or that the budget has been spent already. So um, it, it also is a frustrating process because in the end um, you are faced with a choice. Do you go to court with this issue? If it goes to court, it, the court cases are really slow processes. So it doesn't bring instant relief to a school. And um, yes, it's, it's as I said, it's, it's better to try and settle issues outside of court, but sometimes that's the only option you are left with, and then you have to decide in the end um, how long you are willing to, to drag out the process. Hmm. Let's take um, a few calls, because I'd also like to you know take what the power listener has to say, but I also do have additional comments, of course, as to what the way forward then is, um, should this come into effect, Alana. But before we get to that... Um, Katleho in Donkerhook. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Sister Bob? Very. <laughs> I think that will be my new name, right? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Katleho? So, yeah, I've been listening to what you guys have been talking about right mm. now. Certain schools, uh, African based schools. I yes. think that will, be, that will bring a, a separation when it comes to, like, universities and the working place. Hmm. Now I'm working with people speaking Africans, and only they only did Africans in school. They are subject to Africa's state. So now there's a barrier between communication. Mm. Mm. So I think the English is the best way for us to be united, and I don't know, to so that the communication won't be a barrier. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Alana, I just want to actually ask you before we take more calls, and it's really leaning on what Katleho has just said. um, If the school is a single medium Afrikaans school, does this then mean, and I suppose single medium actually speaks to it, that there isn't English being taught, the actual language? Um, English will be taught then as an additional language or second okay. language. Um, and in some of the schools, children even have the choice to do it as a second home language. So um, as long as there's good education, language shouldn't be a barrier for those children. And um, in fact, if you have mother language education for as long as possible, then scientifically it's been proven that you are able to learn second, third and even more languages more fluently than you would if you were taught by means of a second language right from the beginning. Mm. So um, mother language education is something that we underestimate in South Africa, but it's got a huge benefit. Mm. All right. Nati in Winterfeld, evening. Yeah, afternoon. How are you? <laughs> Fine. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, Ellen, I want to ask something. Did you check the ratio of 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 people who don't speak Africans in South Africa. Did you do it once? Hello? Alana? Alana? Hello? Yes. Um, Nati's just asking if there was a, a, a check of the ratio of the number of people who speak Afrikaans, Nati, or who don't speak Afrikaans. Nati? Um, yes. Did you compare? Or, or maybe they... they the number of people who speak Africans with those who don't speak Africans. Okay, if if we look at the figures of the 2011 um, census, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the latest census figures yet, 
But if we look at that, and we look at the number of people who speak it as as a mother language or a home language, then we talk about somewhere between six and nine million people out of the fifty nine million we are in South Africa now. I think that's the latest population figure we have. So the largest language group in South Africa are the Kosa speakers, second largest Zulu, third largest. Um, Afrikaans, and then in the fourth place, English speaking. Yes. So um, about 90% of the people in South Africa don't speak English as a home language, and that's why we feel we need more mother language schools, not only Afrikaans, but also the other languages, and less single medium English schools, actually. Yes, because my feeling is that you are denying access to the kids that stay around where you only teach African schools, you'll find now the kids that stay in that area, they will suffer, they will go far because you are denying them the access to study to the schools that are near you. It means that you want to see yourself only teaching Africans and not giving those who speak English an access to the school near you. Don't you think you are denying access to the communities that in, in, in that area? Um, it's not legal to do that. So if there are children in an area who are not accommodated in a school and there is space in the school, then you cannot say it has to remain single-medium Afrikaans at all costs. And that was also a ruling of um, the Constitutional Court in the case of, of Wurskul Ermelua, where the school was single-medium Afrikaans. Um, there wasn't uh, another English school in close proximity. And there were children who wanted English education who wasn't accommodated by the school. And the court then said, well, you, you have to accommodate them because they don't have other facilities close by. So that's why we say as, as long as it's a fair process uh, and the single medium school is a full school, you cannot um, simply change the language policy because then you will still be left with children who are not accommodated in the school but who live in that area. So... Um, you're not gaining more opportunities for children. You are staying in the same position. You're only changing the language policy. All right. Okay, no, thanks, man. Thank you, Nati in Winterfeld. Uh, thanks. thanks for your question. You too can get in touch with us, 0861-987-000. Tweet us at PowerFM987, at Sekhomaachi underscore. If you have just joined us, we are in conversation with Alana Bailey. She's the head of cultural affairs at Afri Forum. The organization is um, challenging, not challenging as yet, but they are against or they are dismissing MEC Matume Chilwane's insistence and statement that single medium African schools should be transformed to offer dual medium education. This comment was made by Chilwane on Sunday, this past Sunday, when he was announcing the 2024 online applications. Gilbert in Mamilodi Evening. Uh, Evening, Gilbert. Please speak louder for us. Yeah, I think somewhere, somehow, there must be integrations amongst the languages. Mm-hmm. They can never specify themselves as Africaners and then what, what. This is democracy. Why can't they mix their languages? Each and each, every, each and every, we are having, every, each, we are having, 11 languages 
each and every heaven, each and every school must have the privilege to each, to have each each and every languages, and then the people can choose the languages of their choice, and then they can mix them with their home language. So I think it will be the best thing not to say we don't. If they say they not they don't want to to say uh, the African languages to be fall down, mm-hmm. which languages must be fall down? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think he must answer that one. So the who must answer? So you want them to have African languages, right? To also have their own school. So if it's an area where Isikosa is, yeah. If there is if there is each and every each and every school must have its its languages. All all spectrum of the. Mm of the African languages, South African languages. It's English, Africans, Tosa, and what, what. Okay. Why can't they do that? And then they fight only for one language, Africans. Okay. All right. Thank you. Gilbert in Mamilodi. Elena? Yes. If, if I understand him correctly, I actually agree with him. I think we should look at the area, see which language is predominant there, and, and offer that as the medium of education in in the school because what you see now is that most children study in their mother language or their home language for the first three years of school and then suddenly in the fourth year they end up in a in an English school and I think it must be quite traumatic suddenly to do everything in a new language. Um, I also think that's the reason why we see that in this recent poll study, the study that looked at the the um, reading proficiency of children in schools, South Africa came out the worst of 57 countries that were included in the study. And that's simply because most children suddenly end up in an environment where English is used as the medium of tuition and not their mother language. So what we are advocating is that there should be more mother language education in South Africa. Children should have the right to do a matric right from grade 1 to grade 12 in a mother language and not at some stage have to transform to English. Yeah, if only that was possible, you know, that, you know, all schools somewhere, even if it's just one or two in certain areas, actually had the mother language of that particular area. Um, it's got, it would offer more, Alana, for you know, for parents and for for learners. Yes, and what you see now is is um, there are so many psychological aspects that people don't even talk about. They always focus on on the academic side, which is quite valid. I mean, you have problems with subjects like maths and like the sciences, which you have to understand and not only learn, but um, if, if you, in your school, use a different language from the language you use at home, then very often it impacts on the self-confidence of the learner. It, it impacts on the relationship with older generations in the family. Mm. So I think we are doing our children a great disservice by simply forcing them into single-medium uh, English education facilities at a young age. Let's take more of your calls on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Sammy in Dobsonville. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good, Sammy. How are you? You know, you know, for me, ever since ever since ANC got into power, the followers have this obsession with Africans. 
and not a single day has they ever said we are embarking on a plan to develop African languages so they can be part of the mainstream curriculum and mainstream economy. Because if you look at a place like Bolokwan, uh, there's been, I, I, I don't know if you know the, the high schools around Bolokwan. There's Tomno, there's Kiprikon High School, there's yeah. Kushke and Mirinsky. Some of them are, are African freedom schools. Mm. But the ANC has got this obsession of eliminating Africans in favor of, of English. Of which what you could have said, if you look at a place like an area like Pelican, because those high schools are in close proximity to each other, they could easily say, okay, we're developing African languages so that can, they can be part of the mainstream curriculum. Maybe Capricorn High School can remain single medium English. Kuiske can remain single medium Africans. Tomnudia can be maybe Sepedi. Mm-hmm. And then Merinsky can be maybe Sitonga. That's what you, they should have been doing. Instead of this thing running up and down with African forums saying that no, we want to be eliminate English. English enjoys, already enjoys the, 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 the uh, dominance over other languages. So why are they so obsessed? Why is the, Afri- uh, the, the, the government so obsessed with eliminating Afri- Africans? And I'm saying what AfriForum is doing for fighting for Africans is the correct thing. They are doing what's in the constitution, the very same constitution that was drawn up by the agency members. So I say big up to AfriForum. All right, Sammy in Dobsonville, thank you so much for your call this evening. Alana, positive sentiments there coming from Sammy. Yes, and it's quite wonderful. In the last, I've been working with language policies and things like that since 2005. And in the last five, six years, we've really seen that more people are coming out and and speaking up for our indigenous languages. Before, we were usually um, advocating for Afrikaans, but very few people wanted to join us for any other South African language. But now you see that there are groups like one is called ILAF, which is an indigenous language activist group. And um, they are really speaking up for, for not only uh, um, indigenous languages in schools, but even at university level. And there are also people now um, doing studies about preschools and, and how important it is in the preschool phase already to have mother language education and not to be forced into an English environment or a second language environment. So I think South Africa is undergoing a big change about languages, which is quite positive, and I hope that we will see more development in more languages because that's really our greatest wealth in the country. I know we have a lot of mineral wealth, etc., but our cultural wealth is really something special. And if you speak to people who come from languages that are from countries that are more single media kind of countries, they usually say, "Well." It's fascinating when you walk in the street in South Africa and you hear many languages at the same time. Um, We take it for granted that we don't really realize how special that is. Mm. All right. Uh, Tepiso in Zirast, good evening. How are you? Good and yourself, Tepiso. I'm fine. Yes, what's your thought? I think uh, the ANC government is targeting the Afrikaner. We, we've got the Indian schools who are eliminating 
I mean, the Muslim schools mm. who are eliminating everyone who's not part of the Muslim religion. Mm. But ev- not ev- not even a single politician is talking about that. So here in Rustenburg, there is a place uh, where there is a particular group of people from the Eastern Cape. There are, they are very few, those people. But they are fighting that uh, uh, in that school, uh, there must be uh, their language present in that particular school. So it becomes a problem. If the p- particular place is dominant by a particular race, there is no problem uh, if that uh, uh, that language becomes dominant. Hmm. So, 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 so I don't know why it's the problem with the Afrikaners because, uh, like any other uh, places, if you go to KZN, the school will be dominated by Zulu. If you go to Eastern Cape and the like, but I think this government is targeting Botswana and uh, the Afrikaners. Because only in the northwest, I mean, I mean, we are having a problem where people coming from other provinces must fight for recognition. But we, when we go into other provinces, I mean, it becomes normal that our language is suppressed. Mm. So that's nonsense. Matumechulwane, what he's saying is nonsense. Thank but you very I much. I think before I let you go, Tsepi, so just, a, I think, a correction from my part. Yes. Um, you know, you mentioned you go to KZN, the school is dominated by Isizulu, right? But the difference mm. here is that Isizulu would sometimes be the second language. I mean, yes, the second home language. That's how you put it, right, Alana? Where they'd say it's yes, a second yes. home language, yes. Whereas um, in then the, the first language, home language, or first language that they would take would be English. So it's still an English medium school where the second language that they would learn then is Isizulu. What Alana and Every Forum are fighting are, is that the Afrikaans schools, right, the first, the home language there is Afrikaans and then the second language would be English. So I hope we understand each other, Tsepiso. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. On that, on that list, thanks for, 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 for the correction. Sure. I think we must uh, follow suit uh, what Afri, Afri Forum is doing. Even in, um, in, in our place, I mean, from the northwest here. Mm. I mean, I think the first language must be Sichuan and the others will follow. I think uh, what Afri Forum is doing is, is the right thing and we must follow suit mm. and big up to them. And uh, they are doing a very wonderful job so that everything is not be done in English. What is so big about English, by the way? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tsepiso and Zirast. I'm going to take one more call, Alana, before you respond. CNN Marikana, hi. Hey, KG, how are you? KG? Komozo. My name is Tsepiso, but okay, go ahead. Oh, how are you doing? Good, aren't you? I'm also great. Sorry for it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, my sister, I'm, I'm really having a, a problem with AfriForum. Like it's like they are living in an island where in our country we've got a history. The generation that we have lost of nineteen seventy six. And it becomes somehow because sometimes you might fight for a right thing, but the posture that you take in that particular war, it becomes wrong. Till when will they fight one day that we also wanna learn Zulu? We also wanna allow our kids to learn Zulu. We are learning their languages. 
they are fighting among themselves for English and Africans. Have they ever considered us that, okay, we will do this English, we will do this Africans, maybe let's add Isi Tosa or Isi Zulu, just for knowledge, not for a child to pass or what, but for knowledge that our children also, they are living in South Africa, uh, blacks are the ones who are dominating here. Maybe let's learn one of their languages so that we can also communicate with them. We can also have a sense of their language that they are speaking. Okay. Now, it becomes problematic when they always prioritize themselves, when it's always about them in an era that we are from. But we also need to listen to them, fighting for them again, with so much privilege in their hands, they are still considering them without thinking about us. Mm. But what about these people? All right, CNN Marikana, thank you for your call this evening. Alana? Yes, it's quite strange because I actually agree with Komoto. Um, I think it's, it's high time that South Africans learn third languages, especially English-speaking and Afrikaans-speaking South Africans. Um, we we need to understand more people in their own languages, and I think the more languages you speak, the better equipped you are um, to live a, a meaningful life in South Africa. Um, I just think some of the listeners do not understand when we talk about Afrikaans medium schools, we don't mean that any other languages should be excluded. So the language of tuition, the language in which you will be taking um, mystery and maths and science and biology and economy and other subjects will be Afrikaans, but you will also, um, or as it currently is, you also take English or um, Sutu or Koza or Zulu as a, as a subject. Mm. In other words, you're not doing other subjects in that language, but you learn the language. And that, to me, is is an example of what we can do with all other languages in South Africa. If you are in a school in KZN, you should be able to do maths up to matric in Zulu, if you are Zulu-speaking. You shouldn't be forced to do it in English simply because um, the schools are are single-medium English schools. So... um, that's, that's more or less what we are advocating, and we really are thinking about other language groups in the country because if you look at this um, unemployment figure that we have amongst youth in South Africa, you can see that the school system is failing our youth, and one of the main reasons for that is the fact that more than 90% of the children in the country study in a second language, which is English up to matric phase, mm. and um, live without really understanding most of the work that they are doing so they are not equipped to go to the workplace or to study at the tertiary institution mm. all right let's take another call sibia in pretoria evening lana good morning and good morning to all of us i mean good evening yes elana just a quick one <clears throat> i appreciate somebody that promotes languages, more especially indigenous languages. And we all know the importance of, of, of our mother tongue. Same with me from 
personal, but okay, Alana? I understand a little bit of Sesutu. No, no. But very, very little, so I'm ashamed to say. Hold on, Sibia, she's responding. Okay. Alana, please continue. Sorry, yes, I I understand a little bit Sesutu. Um, Strangely enough, I had it as a school subject for about three or four years, but very limited, um, and then I tried to to pick it up at a later age, but I think the older you get, the more difficult it is to learn a language. That's why I agreed with Komotso just before that um, to have a third language at school is actually the best way to to learn more languages, a third or even a fourth language. So um, I really hope that all the promises we get from the Department of Education that children will have the opportunity to learn indigenous languages at school and not only um, one or two languages, but that they will have a choice of more, that that will be promoted in future and that more teachers will be trying to teach that. Okay, I CB. also think if, oh. if, it's, if it's taught to you, it should be taught by a mother language speaker, not mm. by somebody who also learned it as an adult. Mm. And I think that's probably why I also never learned it very fluently. It was taught to me by an Afrikaans-speaking teacher. And um, I think you lose a lot of a language if it's not taught by somebody who speaks it as a mother language. Right. But, but in, in closing, as part of promoting the African language, CBM Pretoria, thank you for your call uh, this evening. Alana? Yes, I definitely think we should promote all languages and and uh, we now have almost, we almost have 12 indigenous languages um, with sign language which is now being included. So I think there are many opportunities that await in languages and um, what people don't realize is if you um, have a language up to school leaving phase um, in, in your school as, as the language of tuition, then it also creates more job opportunities because somebody has to teach that language, somebody has to write the textbooks. So using more languages is also a way of creating more employment. It's really an economic boost for a country. So just imagine what we can do with 12 languages in South Africa. But mm. now we see that the only language that really gets promoted by um, the education department, in fact, is English. And we're fighting for Afrikaans. A few groups are fighting for other languages, but I think it should be 
uh, a more coordinated, larger process of making sure that at least the 12 indigenous uh, main languages are included. Right. Our last caller for this conversation in this hour, Mohammed in Brakban. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Lady Ayan? Good and yourself, Mohammed. Good evening to to your guest as well, which uh, I really want to say thank you for people like your your guest in the panel as well who actually come out as well because you know uh, it's some few things which I I want to touch on just few 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 quickly and uh, uh, I know she keep on uh, touching on opportunities of work related when you're more into a language thing as well. Mm-hmm. It is very true. Yes, that is, a, it's a, that is in South Africa. Yes, mm. that's 100%. I agree with that. I, do, I don't really disagree with her. And uh, I'll be honest, I'm one of those who have privileges to, to, to be in languages and be very fluent mm. into all languages. And which I will say as well, I will say even this today, and even one day if she wants to contact me and we can have time, have a chat and take this forward. Uh, I'm not, remember, I'm not uh, actually promoting any racism of anything because I know people will take this thing very personal, differently. Remember, I can speak Afrikaans very fluent. Mm-hmm. Afrikaans, Saber Afrikaans, and that's that. And yet Afrikaans. And that's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only thing what I want from this, uh, uh, from Afro Forum, Let's say we are in the Eastern Transvaal, like in the, the olden days. Let's say we are in Gauteng. Uh, the majority of people speak Isizulu and uh, they speak Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 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 can't we do that in those schools? Let's say in, in the northern somewhere where uh, 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 there's Afrikaans. Mm. Can the Afrikaners as well say, you know, like, uh, they are second language then we kill this thing yeah, yeah English car. This is thing okay. what is killing us is us in Africa, in South Africa. Okay, Mohammed. All right. Thank you so much. I want Alana to also respond to your question. And I think you've responded to something like that, Alana, but you can go ahead and respond to Mohammed. Before you do and before we go to the news, um, I also want to then ask you what would the way forward be for Afri Forum? Should this actually be put in place by the MEC? Okay, first quickly to respond to Mohammed, um, yes, I agree. We should look at which are the dominant languages in a specific area and make sure that the people at school are also taught that language until at least the phase where they can speak it properly. Um, let's say the two or three dominant languages in a specific area, that would make sense. Um, and then there should also be opportunities to use that um, so in the civil sector, in, in state departments, etc., there should be job opportunities where you are rewarded if you speak more than one language fluently. But now we see that the civil service basically also is just English. 
So um, we all speak a very bad English in South Africa and, and very few other languages. Um, then the way forward, we definitely will support schools that want mother language education and that are full. If the schools have room to accommodate more learners and they're not full, then we cannot fight for them to remain single medium Afrikaans schools because there is such a, a shortage of schools in South Africa where there is space, you cannot deny children access. But if schools are full, we will definitely defend the right of schools to remain single medium Afrikaans. Mm. And then the way forward for every forum? Well, we are involved in many talks, as I said, with organizations like ELAF by means of the Afrikaans Language Board and um, PANSOLB, which is not always as active as we would like them to be. But we hope that at least more and more people are understanding the value of more languages and multilingualism. So um, where we can, we cooperate and make sure that the rights that we want for Afrikaans speakers will also be the rights that all people will have in South Africa. All right. Thank you so much, Alana Bailey, Head of, of Cultural Affairs at Every Forum. Thanks for your time this evening. Thank you so much. It was a lovely conversation and people are welcome to contact us. My address is easy, afriforum at afriforum.co.za. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alana Bailey, speaking to us about what the MEC Matume Chilwane said about um, converting single-medium Afrikaans schools or should be transformed to offer dual-medium education. Afriforum dismissing these very comments by the MEC. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.